So, uh, do you want to do some intros? Do you want to? Uh, how do you how do you get your podcast started? Are we just going? I'm excited to experience the many turns this conversation may take, but let's start with the basics. Okay. The whiteboard, that whiteboard. Yes. First of all, before I ask you anything. Yes. Congratulations on making it to day 355. That would be today. I still have to draw it, but today is uh, 355. That's right. I am truly impressed. I think that is super cool. My question, how did it start? What was the seed that sowed the idea? And how has it evolved? So, uh, first, Riley, thanks for inviting me onto the, this is the Middleman This is podcast. the Middleman co- podcast. podcast. Thanks for inviting me. Um, so yeah, my name is David. Uh, my friends call me Dr. Dave, uh, and I'm the author of that whiteboard on Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, how did it start? So long story, I guess we have time, right? So, um, I, uh, I, I've lived with my cousin Anthony on multiple occasions and, um, we, we lived at, in a house, uh, that, his parents owned that I helped build. And then we lived in a house that he bought. And then, uh, we lived in an apartment together and then I crashed in one of his apartments for a while. And then, uh, we got another apartment together and along the way, we've always had like a whiteboard up just to write stuff. And, um, along the way it got, I guess we were putting either more time into it or, uh, I think actually what was really happening was we were writing stuff on the whiteboard and, um, doing it while we were inebriated Mm -hmm. and didn't really remember what or why we were drawing what we were drawing. So I was like, what if I made an Instagram account to just save all these things and I'll figure out what they meant later and I'll share them with our friends. Um, and that was at the time that was all it was, that's all it was. So, um, we drew a whiteboard, like ranking all the NFL teams based on if they were a, a, a feline or a, 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 a god or a man, <laughs> um, and then just a, a you know different song lyrics. Where we keeping and we started keeping track of uh, every time the Mets and the and the Yankees won together on on the whiteboard, and that's a, a yeah a, a perfect baseball day in New York. So we were keeping track of that. So let's explain the whiteboard format because well, obviously cur- we have no video format, sure so you okay so right now it, on the bottom it says maintain momentum and that, that's like that's what like would you... my mantra um the th- that's the thing that i i've realized that i need to remember most uh-huh. in life that keeps me on track that if i just main like maintain everything i've done and just don't go backwards it'll be fine and then on the right eighth the right eighth column sure. is uh, the baseball thing, perfect baseball days. Yeah, so we keep track of the perfect baseball days. Every day that the New York Mets and the New York Yankees win on the same day, that's a mm-hmm. perfect day. And um, we have this goal. We've had this goal in mind since we started at 50. We want 50 different days during a baseball season. That's 162 days long. We want 50 of them that the Mets and the Yankees won on the same day because I'm a Mets fan and he's a Yankees fan. And ah. so instead of us being like antagonistic towards each other and like, yeah, except when they play each other, then it's yeah, of fine. Course. But when the Mets win, he's happy for me. And when the Yankees win, I'm happy for him. So we started wow. saying it's like the perfect day when they both win. Baseball. Yeah. So positivity big, escapism. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> I keep track of that. And then, uh, most recently started keeping track of the, 
championship standings in Formula One. Yes. The top two drivers. I'm a big Formula One fan. Um, I've been a very big Formula One fan for about three or four years now, but kind of like got in, into it or interested in it about six years ago uh, through a buddy of mine who was actually working for Amazon Web Services at the time, which provides all of the analytics and the data. Uh-huh. So like when they show like stuff on screen, it's like powered by AWS. Yeah. So when they're when they're like analyzing top speed or lap time or whatever, it's all that stuff. Is and AWS. your guy is Verstappen. I'm a big Max Verstappen fan. That's right. Um, I when when I got when I got into it, it was it was Lewis. Lewis was just winning everything. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I can't be a Lewis fan because he's just you can't root for the guys already winning. That's just like. And uh, so who was racing six years ago for Red Bull? Was it Daniel Ricciardo? No, it was. I started watching in 2016 when, um, like, like I first heard about it in 2016 mm-hmm. when Max Verstappen came up. Like, oh, so he was a rookie then. But I, 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 yeah, he was a rookie 2016. I wasn't even like a, a fan of him yet. It wasn't until I probably like the 2018 season where I started to be like, all right, mm-hmm. I, this is a thing I really like. Yeah. Let me take this seriously. Let me pick one of these guys and put, you know, <laughs> put my money where my mouth is. That's and cool. It's always good to have like a horse mm-hmm. in the race that you're rooting for. So. Uh, oh, it gets you so much more interested. Yeah, and he was, and he was obviously super talented. Um, even though he didn't have the best car, he was still doing amazing things. I was like, I'm going to root for this guy because yeah. eventually, eventually he's going to win. Who's his backup driver now? Right now, uh, Sergio Perez. Um, his nickname's Checo. Uh, Checo Perez Where, is... Was he driving somewhere else before? Yeah. Well, he's drove. He's driven for a lot of teams. Um, was he a McLaren? No. But previous to... Uh, <laughs> previous to Red Bull, he was with um, uh, Racing Point. Uh, that was two years ago. And they dropped they dropped him for Sebastian Vettel, and so he didn't have a seat. And uh, Red Bull picked him up. Uh, huh. Yeah, after they were like, you know what, it's. Uh, it's who is that kid who was uh, racing for Toro Rosso, and he sucked at Red Bull, and then they dropped him to Toro Rosso, and he started killing. Well, that's that's my second favorite guy right now is Pierre Gasly. Yes. Um, they rushed him up. Uh, he pro- he wasn't ready. Yeah, so Max Max is like this unique unicorn. He's he was he's not just the best. He might be like the best ever, in in the sense that he was ready to drive like in utero, and um, <laughs> in most utero. humans need like a year or two to like develop, learn. Um, th- there's so much to know about a Formula One car, um, and it, like just just the. the Getting used to the pressure of being in the car, it takes it takes at least a year. I yeah. feel like, and when you you know, uh, I mean, Max was crashing and doing a lot of sh- you know terrible shit his first year, but he also he won his first race with Red Bull, so that's also like oh wow yeah. So anyway, that's 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 what's on the whiteboard. We got baseball, we got Formula yeah. One, and then um, you know, conveniently keeping track of where we are in my. 365 day challenge so to get back to where it all started um that so that was like the proto whiteboard like my cousin anthony and i just kind of like keeping track of stuff or just writing you know whatever our drunken minds were thinking of at the time for better or worse um and then um we we moved we moved apart we have we have lived together since and uh i took the whiteboard down i still i but i think i always still had a whiteboard up just to Mm -hmm. you know got to do this thing remember you know buy this whatever yeah. just note to self i always just use the whiteboards 
uh, and it was already hanging up. And one day, my buddy Matt was going through his um, his uh, his Instagram followers. He was trying to unfollow people that either weren't active or he, yeah. he didn't want to follow anymore. And he was going through, and he and he looks at me. He goes, "You know what?" And he shows me that whiteboard. He goes really cool if this came back and like just put like a little seed uh-huh. like, like that a, was the it, seed like a little seed in the so back of my head what was day one i didn't get a chance to look all the way back there day one yeah that's that's the thing with instagram uh it, they don't make it easy to like scroll through long feeds yeah ah man i've learned so much about instagram i could tell you but uh the very first one is uh it was a bob dylan lyric um and it's uh um, I don't think I'm gonna take this anymore. Mm. And like, it was like a like a shitty. Not, I wasn't gonna say a shitty point in my life, but like, um, I had been, and I was like kind of pulling myself out of it. And the reason I just kind of picked that quote specifically was, the, well, so like I said, Matt Matt put this little like time bomb in my head. And um, I had gone to a wedding uh, the weekend before and had a great time. And I was, like, full of energy and stuff. And I remember, like, it was, like, 4 a.m. Could not sleep. I was just thinking. Just couldn't stop thinking. I was like, I got to get, so- get this out of my head. Something out of my head. Mm-hmm. I have to do something. Um, and I just, I literally woke up in the middle of the night. And I drew this on uh, on the whiteboard. And... I think I, I think I literally posted it at like 5 a.m. or something like that too. So day one started very early. Yeah, day well day and and, and day one didn't even know that it was day one. To be honest, mm-hmm. when I first drew it, I was just like, I want to be creative. I want an outlet. I need an yeah, outlet to yeah. get whatever all of these things I'm thinking. I was in talking my head, to my friends my yesterday about something that was going on, and uh, they they invited me out not knowing that I needed to talk about it. Yeah. But once I got there, I was like, thank you so much for, for letting me talk about this because I didn't want to sleep on that rock. Yeah, for sure, dude. So, like, whatever was going on, that was the rock that was inside of you and you didn't want to sleep on it, so you had to get it out. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, the first one, this is... this. Now, you'll also see how far along we've come with my uh, abilities in terms of drawing. But, um, yeah. That's the very first one. It's uh, Bob Dylan's uh, The Man in Me. I think to myself, I might not take it anymore. And you can see, even at the time, like I was already keeping track of baseball days yeah. on the very first one. Like I was already doing that just because like, I, I, I had yeah. this whiteboard up. I just, you know, notes to self. And this is the one, one of those things I was always kept track of. And um, yeah, so I went and I drew that. And that was... Um, Yeah, that was the very first one, and then it. I remember I talked to my buddy Matt because I think I did it the day of the podcast, and we were hanging out. He's like, "Dude, I'm so excited it's back," and then like we were talking about like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" And so the next day I just drew. So this is the second one. It was just the logo that I have in my profile picture, just as that whiteboard, because like when I drew that one, uh-huh. by so that was like. A little over 24 hours later, by the time I drew that, I knew I was going to try to do it every day for a year mm-hmm. because I didn't, that's, you don't need like a logo or like, a, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, that, like I started. It's um, funny how ideas like that work. Like you, it's sort of like, this was nothing. Like it was, 
I mean, did still, you you have an Instagram account? This was an Instagram account before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, it was mildly inactive for a little so while. So the last time I posted was November 26, 2018, and I was posting about Jacob Degrom winning the Cy Young Award. Um, and then. And then the next post is uh, nearly three years later. And so your buddy, somebody gave you like more or less applause for like sure. seeing it come yeah. back. Yeah. It was Matt. And then some sort of phase, or not phase, like you, you have like, it's like, what I was going to say is ideas. They kind of like, they flash in your mind. Like for it, three years, this was nothing. Yeah. And then you wrote a whiteboard and you saw. It felt so good yeah. to have an outlet. Yeah. To be able to just to like get an idea out of my head, even if it doesn't make sense to anybody else. Yeah. Even if it's not even a good idea or even if the thing looks good, but uh-huh. just to express yourself and have uh, a way uh, a way outside of your own mind uh, and a way to connect with people um, like that. I don't remember. Do you use hashtags? So Sometimes. I don't know how I found the account. Um, I do use hashtags. I also tag every whiteboard. Well, I started tagging every whiteboard after the second one. Mm-hmm. Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. So even... Uh, so oh, I've, yeah. I've posted... Um, I think when I went to Arizona, I was tagging Arizona. Um, although uh, I've been to a few music festivals uh, during this one year, and I usually just still tag Asbury Park. Hmm. Although I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, it's probably so. One one of the things I used to do um, to like market the whiteboard and to get people to like to see it is I would go through the Asbury Park location tag every day, and like every photo mm-hmm. um and i've actually made like some like friends or like mm. uh, whether they're like whiteboard friends or like people like you that i've actually got to meet in real life um uh, just going in by doing that and, like mm. learning more about the people in the town i live in mm. uh there's maybe group. you liked one of my posts and then i saw you it could be that it could be that too interesting yeah um because i did that for a while uh and i'll go through all that but uh, I've met people like Len from Len's Wood Designs. Mm. Uh, he's a really cool guy. I bought a piece of art off of him. Um, Victoria from B. B. Hayden, because I think her name's Hayden. B. Hayden Hart is her account, uh, her, and her stuff is really great. Um, just, yeah, just a lot of like similar artists around Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to know like the people at the Wooden Walls Project, and they all like my stuff. Where's that? The Wooden Walls Project. Yeah, at, what's that? In Asbury Park. So. Um, it's a group that is basically determined to make every public space in Asbury Park a canvas for art. Mm. Um, and even beyond That's that, they've created like walls. So there's these actual walls that are all over town that they allow artists to paint on. Like, uh, and a, like a freestanding wall in the middle of a park. And it's just oh. something for an artist to paint. So or for a kid to throw a ball at. Uh, not so much. Um, if, you go on, if you go on their Instagram, it's Wooden Walls Project. You'll see... Um, it, these basically like eight by eight, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pieces of wall that they give to people. They'll put it in convention hall. So, uh, as people walk through, you can see, you can mm-hmm. see those walls, but then they'll move them outside. Like I said, they're, they've put them up and down Cookman Avenue or mm-hmm. all over the parks. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, I've, I've gotten to be, I guess, like the inside guy because, I talked to them about stuff. So right now the sunset pavilion over on the boardwalk in Asbury, mm-hmm. there's chain link fence all around it. Yes. 
And you're trying to make that a canvas? Well, no. So what happened uh, was the building failed uh, an engineering inspection yes. and was deemed unsafe. So they have to put this uh, this fence around it to keep people away from it, which yeah. stinks because it's all this great art is on the building and all people want to yeah. stand next to the building and take pictures. But now they're like literally separated between themselves and yeah. the uh, chain link fence between them and the art. So it kind of stinks. But yeah, so I've gotten to know all these people. Um, it's such a cool community. That's probably how I got to meet you. Yeah. Um, no, Asbury Park, it's like ever since I turned 21 where I can sort of be there in the day and also at the nighttime. Sure. Like, it's so cool. It's the, Yeah, it's um, just the town is full of creative, like-minded people. Yeah. Um, uh, that just, you know, they're, everyone's doing something, and ideally it's pretty cool and pretty weird. <laughs> and that's why I was like, I don't know, if I just draw on this whiteboard every day, it'll be a thing. Like, um, I worked for... Uh, I worked with a buddy of mine. He was, like, at a, an apprentice for, an, like, this... I guess relatively famous artist out in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and he helped him with um, his his work with really large scale pieces, these big canvases. And the guy was getting older, and so he needed help like organizing it and moving it around, and and you know, and just just general help. So mm-hmm. he's just like his right hand man. And um, they were getting ready for a big show, and he needed he needed some help. He's like, hey, you want to come make a couple hundred bucks and you know do some art stuff with me? I was like, yeah, cool. So I went and, and worked worked with him and saw this guy's art and his art. It was just these giant canvas panels that were all painted a single color, and then so what his actual okay. art was was like combining these canvases in a order or a pattern, um, and putting like a story or a meaning behind it and saying this represents whatever. Okay. And it seemed like it seems you know, kind of meta. Uh, yeah, it, from the outside uh, of the hooty tooty art world, it I, seems like I think you hear the voices. You know what they're saying. It's like really, this yeah. guy paints. But the, you know, it's one of those things where like he does it. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it, and he does it, and yeah. he takes it seriously. And and when I say like canvases, like just in this guy's house alone, he had like a four story, um, um, where those the those brick uh, brick row row houses in uh in brooklyn oh oh what do you call that yeah brownstone brownstone yeah uh he had a really nice place in brooklyn and the entire third and fourth floor was just storage for all of his art wow and so he had like tons and tons of these it's like five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> like no no more no, no way more way no i mean more. like two floors in brooklyn would cost like like it's an insane storage unit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But his art was his art was worth more yeah. than Oh, cool, cool. The house it was in. Awesome. Yeah. So, um he had all his art stored there, but the, uh, what I'm trying to say is like he just did it. Like mm-hmm. he kept he kept, and he kept at it and he just made it a thing. Yeah, that's why I like your board. That's and, exactly why I reached out. And based on my like learning from him and if you actually go on a lot of Instagram art accounts People are basically just doing the same thing over and over, but getting better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I follow a lot of people who do like these poor paintings where they use like liquid paint. Oh yeah, and move it all around. And they do um, on it, or it, they do that on surfboards a lot. Yeah, it's really awesome. Uh, I've done it a couple of times. And I, I really want to get into it. It's just the space requirements are more than I can deal with. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> um, but they basically just do the same thing and they just do it and mm-hmm. over and over yeah. and over. And then they do and like 
they do it a little differently and every time it comes out a little differently and one time just for whatever reason it's just incredible yes and so they're just looking to get that one thing and i was like if i just keep i'll just if i keep hammering yeah so the idea was just like right inspirational stuff Mm -hmm. motivational maybe sarcastic sometimes but i try to keep it all positive even though i'm not always positive where no one is always positive but i try to keep the whiteboard at least like to be like a north star like yeah like you know, need some help. Here's the whiteboard. Um, and, and mostly for myself. Most of the messages on mm-hmm. the whiteboard are directed dir- at me. Yeah, It's a course. mirror for me to look well, at. Well, you are your uh, largest audience. Yeah, I'm my number it. one audience. Like, mm-hmm. if, you know, if no one else was looking at it, I don't, you know, I would still probably be doing it, you know, that kind of thing. Well, let me ask you some more questions about it. Yes. I have three in succession. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite board? funny you say that because i mean like i have like a best board yeah what's your best board i think the one that i did for uh gay pride in asbury just like the execution of it the colors um it's basically the gay pride flag but all deconstructed and it's um uh i think i know what you're talking about actually and it's a beatles uh lyric oh yeah yeah what was the lyric i think i I do know what you're talking about uh, it's from um come together it's uh one thing i can tell you is you've got to be free yes yes and it says it on the uh and it was kind of like they were braiding together right the exactly colors. yeah it was like if if the the stripes of the uh pride flag had come apart and then we're weaving themselves back together right uh, which I, is your favorite marker my favorite marker okay so i used to use dry erase all the original whiteboards were dry erase markers and um, they're, they, they have their pros, but they have their cons. Uh, their biggest con is what they actually look like in the end, because mm-hmm. I can't, uh, with a dry erase, I couldn't get like a fill, like it, it oh, black, yeah. like black could probably get pretty black, but it would take like, it takes so long to make sure it was all filled, but like all the colors would bleed through and it would look like clear. It wouldn't like filled in the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. You guys also you would see brush strokes, and I was trying to make it look like yeah. I was like printing on the whiteboard, yeah. even though I'm drawing with my hands. No, I see what you're saying. I've used a uh, dry erase marker before, yeah. and, and it streaks. It, it streaks, and like you'll get black in the middle, but on yeah. the left and right edges of the uh, dry erase, it'll turn white because exactly. you're like wiping it. Um, but the thing about dry erase is it's super, super easy and quick to work with in the sense that. Um, I, I could I could you know draw something you know I'd make a mark and if it was if I it was a little too thick I could easily like wipe a little bit off or like scratch mm-hmm. a little bit off. Um, so it's easy to erase. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, it's very easy to erase. So if I made a mistake or if I was trying to do something like, like anything with like very thin lines, you would have to basically still draw like a thick line and then like narrow it down with like your thumb or like mm. I use like Q-tips sometimes. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, uh, cool. but. In order to make those thin lines, uh, you have to do that. But I, uh, I switched maybe after like 100 or so, maybe a little more. I'm not sure. But I was um, looking up like other whiteboard artists and other whiteboard art. And I'd seen somebody talk about using um, liquid chalk markers on dry erase. And I watched somebody. Liquid uh, chalk. Liquid. So. I currently and have since used a liquid chalk marker on my whiteboard. Dang, that's kind of interesting. Um, and it, so it comes out like paint. Um, 
but it dries and it, e it just easily comes off. So in my stories every day, I put um, a time lapse of me erasing mm -hmm. the whiteboard. And uh, you can see it just uh, with like a wet paper towel, it just wipes right off. Um, so that's so that I, that brings me to my next question. Yeah. Because uh, I saw maybe in your later erasing stories that it is uh, sometimes color dependent. So, which is your favorite color? Um, <laughs> this is the most general question yeah, that's the you most can ask. Question. So, I, I, uh, it's like when you don't know what to say to a girl. Well, here's the thing. In terms of like the markers, uh, the the pink that I did yesterday for chipping away. Um, oh, I like that one. Yeah, that the it it goes on really solid. That was like a baseball T-shirt font. That's what I was going for. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nailed yeah. it. Nice work. We were because uh, that's um, we played uh, my boys and I played this game called Washers. It's basically like, yeah, I played it before. Yeah, it's like horseshoes for those who haven't heard of this game before. But um, it's easy to set up at like a festival or whatever. You just need a box, and inside the box is uh, a pipe. Um, my buddy Evan makes these. They're made out of wood, and um, they're easy to travel. So it's like a, it's like a two foot by two foot box, and then like a nine inch PVC pipe in the middle. We're throwing these big washers from like I don't know, like 15, 20 feet away, and if you hit it in the middle, it's three points, and if you hit it in the box, it's one point. And uh, it's our favorite game to play. We incorporate hot whiskey into it. If if, <laughs> if somebody hits a ringer, the other team has to drink. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it's a good festival game, but. Um, when one team is like way ahead and the other team starts going a little bit of a scoring run, it's like everybody says, chipping away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that's like the catchphrase for like, we're losing, but we're coming back. Um, cool. Yeah, so that was, so yeah, the pink, the pink uh, goes on really well. I wish yellow, uh, I like yellow, but it doesn't show up so well on Instagram because they're compression. Uh, what it does to the color of the whiteboard and mm. and the and the yellow markers I have it all comes out. Yeah, you guys, you guys meaning Android users, you kind of get screwed sometimes. Like I've, because I don't doubt that your cameras are fantastic. Yeah. But like SMS, really doesn't do justice when oh, you I try can't. to send a photo. No, I can't. You can't go Apple to Android. You have to use like WhatsApp or. Yeah, you'll have something. to use something third yeah. party. But um, but just in terms of an, of Instagram, they yeah they they compress your photos, uh, which is smart, but they yeah. uh, they mess with the colors like really big time. Um, so I can't really use yellow as much as I would like to. I have to use it very sparingly. <clears throat> um, blue is always tough, and the, these liquid chalk markers, uh, I uh, I have markers from a bunch of different brands, and the caps will all be like the same color, mm -hmm. the cap themselves, but the shade of blue will be different. It'll mm. be a different hue from each of the brands, and it's, like, very frustrating. Interesting. That. So blue is – I, I want to use blue more, but, like, I have to be very careful because um, if uh, – once you get near the end of a marker, you can't use – you can't, like – if I don't have that exact same blue, I, I have to make sure that, like – Yeah. Uh, yeah. Start using that color and then run out and then – because I did that once and I really hated it. Uh, I drew. Uh, I drew um, if you're in the middle of a fill, you can't switch between different blues. It's got to well, be the I same blue. Well, I did it blue. once. Uh, I drew. Um, you know the uh, side talk NYC uh, guys. They're the they, they do these funny on the street interviews, especially mm. after Knicks games. <laughs> um, and they did one that went like super viral, 
uh, but they their their sound is the uh, the New York City subway sound uh, when the doors are opening and closing. It goes beep boop, but the guys go bing bong. Oh, yes, I know that. Yes, now. the bing bong guys. <laughs> yeah, bing bong. And so I drew a bing bong whiteboard, um, <laughs> and both the pink and the orange I started with, I this like super fluorescent colors. They both ran out after the first letter. Uh. And I was like, oh. So I, like I salvaged it because at least like the first letters of both yeah are different but um yeah it's, so I've I've gotten um in terms of favorite markers like there's no one brand yeah all they all they all basically work the same it's just um you know I'm trying I I bought a bunch of different brands which gave me a bunch of different like colors yeah uh, which is you know if I wanted a lighter blue or darker blue um, but actually that's that's the thing I was gonna say about the blues you can't get really get like a dark blue. After like royal blue, it doesn't really get any hmm. darker. After that, you have to go to like a purple, but then it's obviously purple. Yeah. It's, but like they don't have like a, like a dark blue. Um, let me switch gears for a second. Yeah. Uh, do you mind turning on that light behind you? It's uh, it's connected to my charger here. Oh, nice. Um, do you need to take a bathroom break? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, I'm going to. Sure. Do you want me to fill up your water? Yes. Okay. I'm just gonna leave it running. We'll be cool. back in a second. Me and the dogs. You good? Yeah, I'm very good. You're not bad at this. So, um, you're a podcaster. I do podcast. Uh, I also just like to talk and I like the sound of my own voice. But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> my. Um, That's why I do this because I don't like the sound of my own voice. Well, I've come around. That's yeah. the thing. I've, um, so, my buddy uh, and I have a podcast. It's on Tuesdays. It's called Talking Tacos. Talking Tacos. It's called Talking Tacos. That's not bad. It is on the Review Podcast Network. So uh, if you go on Review Podcast Network on Instagram, R-E-V-U-E, all the links are right there. You can find all all of our episodes. Uh, But um, yeah, interesting story about our podcast is uh, my buddy and I, uh, Bill, Bill and I, we were going to uh, Taco Tuesday every week. It started actually before I even moved into Asbury. Like I was like aiming on moving into Asbury and, uh, this is like 2019. I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'm doing, I'm pulling the trigger. I'm looking for places. I'm staying with buddies while I'm looking for an apartment for opening it up. And we, we go to Taco Tuesday every Tuesday. Uh, we're going over at uh, Tapatia on main street. Uh, we had a mm-hmm. really great bartender. Andy took care of us and we got these goat tacos, <clears throat> the best. And so, um, uh, we were just doing that. Uh, and then, uh the pandemic hit you know sucked so everything closed down and um once stuff started opening back up again in the summer for outdoor dining tapatia did not reopen oh but lotteria did so i was riding my bike through asbury i saw lotteria it was getting ready to open for lunch and i texted my buddy bill i was like bill we could do taco tuesday it was like maybe a little bit of real life like coming out of the tunnel it was really nice. And so uh, we started doing it. We were going for like two or three weeks. So you do the podcast in the restaurant? Yeah, we do it from the restaurant. So oh. we so we were uh, we were going for a few weeks. And uh, one of the festivals that we normally go to every year called the Gray Fox Bluegrass Music Festival, uh, it was still canceled. And so my buddy Matt decided, hey, what? he had a big backyard and a pool. He's like, what if I just get all my friends to come over with tents and everybody just sleeps in the backyard for the weekend? Oh, sweet. We put up a big uh, projector and we watched uh, music live casts uh, from all the bands that were supposed to play that we were playing. Sweet. And so 
we were at a, he, he calls his uh, house the estate so, uh, <laughs> okay. and so the festival is called estate fox after gray fox uh, so we were at estate fox and, and bill and i were talking about going to taco tuesday and matt uh, our buddy Matt has the worst FOMO of anyone oh, yeah. in the world. He's like, yeah, we do this cool thing every Tuesday. He's like, oh, well, I'm coming. <laughs> so Matt starts coming, and um, Matt uh, is already – he was already a serial podcaster. Him and my cousin Anthony have a podcast called Ready, Set, Review. That's where the Review Podcast Network came from. So they had Ready, Set, Review. He started up uh, – he has a, 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 something called The Local Fix. It's uh, about um, – Local businesses interviews like restaurant owners and, yeah. and you know small uh, small business nonprofits just interviews them about cool. what their business is like, and so Bill was like, "Hey, we talk about some pretty fun stuff here at Taco Tuesday. Why don't you bring a microphone?" So next week, Matt brought a microphone, and that was the very first episode, and that was uh, a year and a half uh, ago. We're coming up on our two year anniversary every Tuesday. Uh, we've got more or less. Uh, well, there has been a contingent that has gotten together every Tuesday. Um, there's been some deviations. There's been some occasions where, due to technical issues, we couldn't record, uh-huh. but we still went out and had Taco Tuesday. Uh, there's been times where not everyone could have gone. I missed a couple. Matt missed a couple. Bill had to miss a couple. But everyone still gets together. It's not always at Lotteria because sometimes Lotteria was closed. Uh, they were doing maintenance or the snow or whatever. Uh, but yeah, um, cool. we get together every Tuesday. We start at my buddy Bill's house. We get real high. We, um, we head over to the lot, uh, to the Asbury Park Distillery, uh, where the best bartenders in town make the best cocktails in town. And we talk about what we're going to talk about on the podcast. We call it the green room. Oh yeah. So everybody meets up at the green room. Um, that's cool. Yeah, and it's kind of like an open invite kind of situation. So a bunch of our friends who know about the podcast, whatever, will come and they'll hang uh-huh. out with us. At, uh, um, at the very least, they'll come and get cocktails with us. Sometimes yeah. they'll join us for the podcast, but not always. Um, but yeah, then we uh, then we uh, we go over to Lotteria and we're treated like kings there because we've been going. I was gonna say they probably know you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Alejandra shares all of our um, podcast stuff. She's our server, Alejandra. Uh-huh. Big shout out. We couldn't do it without you. She uh, she always makes sure that we get our table. Uh-huh. The one that uh, there's there's one inside or one outside that are best for us to record at, especially the size and the location um, in regards to electrical outlets. So she always makes sure we get our table, and we'll text her too from distillery. We'll be on our last drink. We'll be like, we'll be there in twenty minutes. She'll have our first round of cocktails on the table, and wow. as soon as we sit down, our nachos will be Dude, on the table. Dude, that's sick. Yeah, so we get really well taken care of. We take care of her. She takes care of us. 100%. Yeah. It's a good relationship. Yeah, we love her, and she loves us. It's so great. we were talking about how you did and then didn't love the sound of your own voice. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm an asshole, and I sound like an asshole. You're a mover. You've got a lot of energy. Yeah, but um, I just I, yeah, don't like the sound of my voice, but... Uh, it is what it is. Can uh, I tell you why I what what I started my podcast for? Oh yeah. I feel like I needed to work on my social skills, like my talking. Like I can't small talk. I can't just like chop right. it up. Uh, and so this is like a Taco Tuesday for like learning how to get better at talking to people. Uh, <laughs> nice. You know. So I'll tell I'll tell you what did it for me was um, I worked for Starbucks for mm. ten years. And the job is just small talk. The whole, I mean, like yeah. Yeah, you're making coffee and, and everything, but people are coming uh, to your store and paying. Nothing what makes paying. nothing makes people talk like coffee. Yeah. 
so they come they come to you, your store and they just want to chat with you and so um you just do it every day mm-hmm. and you just get better at it you learn <laughs> you, yeah. you, you learn to read people's facial expressions and so it's like you want to get better at social interactions have 500 of them every day yeah yeah right uh you'll get better at them real quick and so i got you know just be able to be chatty and friendly with people mm-hmm. um i'd be you know not be off-putting and uh you know to kind of be able to read people when they want something or need something yeah um and we're just not i mean not like you know, something from, that i was in regards to like the conversation like they want to say something now or uh, whatever yeah you know, just Some, be able to talk like that. something i was so bad at was like uh like when you're playing music there's uh there's a way to end the song sure and then there's a way if you end it incorrectly it's like you crash land it oh you yeah you know you know what i mean like if you don't all end on the same note with a yeah it, doesn't, yeah, it yeah, sounds kind of weird so yeah. i i I had like a bit of a uh, a tendency to like just like crash land my conversations. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I like, do know what you mean. Where people start to like they start talking and then they're like, "Yep, yeah," and then like the spaces between, uh, like uh, jabs or whatever you would call it, they sure. get they get a little bit longer and longer, and then we like we like slowly land the conversation <laughs> and then we walk away. You know what I mean? Right. Like as soon as I am like, I think they want to stop talking. I'll just go. And that's something I've been getting used to. Like, I like that. But that's just also me like talking in uh, bars and stuff like that. Uh, oh yeah, sure. Just getting used to having friends. I have some. I used to not have that many friends. I have right. an okay amount of friends now. I'm pretty stoked about that. I went to Boogie Night last night at Asbury Park Yacht Club. Yes. Surprised I didn't see you there based on your shirt. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Did you know that that was a thing? I didn't know it was. I mean, they yacht club has stuff all the time. It was really cool. Uh, I missed out on that one, though. Yeah. The guy was spinning vinyl. He had a. Uh, okay. What do you call the smaller ones? What, nine inches instead of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was really cool. Nice. Uh, and like, just like the dancing was like, I don't know. Like, there's only there's like, there's dancing to rap music and like pop music, and then there's dancing to like boogie music. Nice. And for whatever reason, like. Boogie. That was what I needed. Nice. I think everybody re- needs a little boogie. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. Um, yeah, I know my buddies uh, uh, in uh, Sunshine Spaz. Mm-hmm. My buddy Ryan, his band, they're playing uh, the 2nd, July 2nd at uh, Yacht Club. So oh, are they? Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Sweet. For that. What's it called? Sunshine and Sunshine Spaz? Sunshine Spaz with two Zs. What's um, their genre? Rock and roll. Sweet. Yeah, they just rock pretty hard. Uh, yeah, they play a bunch around here. Um, yeah, July second at the yacht club. I'll give I'll give Ryan and uh, and Co a shout out. Do you want to hear more questions? Yeah, throw some at me. This one isn't a question. <laughs> Through my inaction, I contribute to the uh, quality of my being yes. for the betterment of the world. Mm. Day number three hundred and fifty-two. Mm-hmm. You want to know more about this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, um, can we pick it apart? So, through my inaction, I contribute to the quality. So, with it. Well, through my inaction, I contribute the quality of my being. So, by not acting, you're contributing to something. Just by just by being, by by not doing anything. Oh. Just by being through my non-action. So it's not. You're not highlighting the lack of action. It's just that no action is necessary yes. to contribute. Correct. Through, yeah, through me doing nothing at all, 
I make the world a better place by just being here. Cool. So um, I was in the car with my buddy Joe. We've actually gone on a few road trips lately, uh, both in the car and on the bicycle. Um, and we were headed to a music fest, and he was like, let's listen to this audiobook on the way up. I was like, Joe, I trust you with anything. <laughs> and so it was Thich Nhat Hanh, um, The Art of Living, was the audiobook. And he's this like famous, revered Buddhist monk. And um, it was just, you know, contemplations on the art of living. And uh, chapter three was about action and non-action. And the, 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 sec, the, the section on non-action was very interesting because it talked about like how some people um, basically this quote, like just the fact that they're around, uh, they seem to make things better, whether it's they're like a calming influence or like a happy influence um or just like a secure yeah that's gonna just by just by have just by having their presence be around not even that they've done anything or they you know you, they need to do anything um and he, he talks about um people on a ship that's lost at sea and if they all focus, they can stay warm and they can, you know, signal some ships and they can maybe, you know, catch a fish or, you know, bail out the bucket or whatever. But they have to stay calm and they have to, like, be organized. And um, if they start freaking out about the fact that they're lost at sea and they might all die, it's going to be counterproductive. So if just if there's one guy or one girl or just one person that has the ability just to just to be calm, just through their inaction just to be that stable force and to get people to be like, all right, if this guy's calm, we can all be calm. Like, you know, the, the herd, the herd calms down and starts moving together instead of being spooked. And so, um, you could argue that action, even good action sometimes results in waste. Correct. And in the situation of the lost ship, a person who makes the least action requires the fewest calories. Yeah, again, yeah, that's a very literal way of putting it. But yeah, uh, um, yeah, sometimes you can do things with the best intentions that have you know counteractive uh, forces than what you were expecting or hoping for. Um, I mean, you know, most uh, I'll get into a rant on government, but that's uh, the uh, un yeah the unintended consequences. Um, you know, the path to hell or whatever they talk about. But, uh, yeah, so that book was, it was, uh, it was really powerful when Joe and I were listening to it and the, the joke, it's actually kind of a joke to be honest. Uh, it, uh, an inside joke. Most of the whiteboards have like a second or even a third meeting sometimes. Um, this one I can, I can go into at the very least, but, uh, uh, I'm in between jobs right now. I, I left the place I was working. At. I was very unhappy and um, I had a uh, I had a little nest egg saved up, and I was like, "Listen, if I, you know, I, I really I just need to be happy for a little bit, and I just focus on being happy right now." And so, I mean, I'm gonna, you know, I'm. I'm, I'm Were you programming before this? You said you. No, I was. Peter I was working in restaurants in town. I'm gonna, uh, I'm, you know, probably gonna end up doing that again, but for the time being, um, my ability to say yes to everything in life uh is more important to me than uh bringing in a little extra money right now yeah yeah so, uh I've, i i mean, i'm very fortunate to be in a position where i can do this as well yes yes uh 
but um, you know, through through one thing or another that's happened in my life, I've been in a position where I can kind of like retire for a summer mm-hmm. uh, and just go to all the music festivals and hang out with my friends. And I get invited to a wedding, I can go. Yeah, and you don't so have to th- ask anybody. It's happened three times already this summer. I've gone to two music festivals, one I didn't even know about until mm. the day before. And they're like, hey, you want to come to this music festival? I was like, yeah, I'm going. So um, I'm just in a position right now that I can say yes to a lot of things. So that's more important to me. Um, and so the yeah. joke, the joke is uh, <laughs> when we were when we were in the car, Joe and I we were talking about this. Now the fact that I have a job right now and how I could because we like this one like we really got stuck on this one part of the book and like we like we were like going like back and forth um, talking about it. Uh, while we were driving and we got to the point where we were laughing because I was like when people because whenever you meet new people they're like hey what do you do <laughs> and I was like I have a similar issue and I was like what I do could, you say first well no I could say through my inaction uh, <laughs> I contribute the quality of my being for the betterment of the world oh, that's, that's what funny. do I do that's what I do that's funny uh, so I was like super <laughs> super stoked to like use this as a joke and it kind of uh, came up once and I, and I kind of got to use it. And then uh, it was like the last day of the festival. And uh, we're out by our campsite. And these girls are walking by. And I'm, I'm bantering with them. And, of course, she goes, hey, so what do you do? <laughs> and I, I look at Joe. I'm like, yeah. And I, Did uh, you say yeah, it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I dropped the line. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, I just make the world a better place by being here. It'd what do you so... want me to do? That's, that's what, that's, if you ask me what I do, that's what I do. And then so like Joe tells me later, he's like, yeah, she came over to me. And she's like, what's up with this guy? <laughs> Is he like legit? He's like, yeah, he's just like taking oh, a break. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's one of those things where like it's a it's hit or miss and like oh it, I, yeah but you I, say I, that in a loud bar what that, what well, that's, like, uh, I don't know where you are in your uh, journey Riley but I'm at the place where I just I'm gonna say whatever I want yeah whatever I want um, I've been I've been in a place where I try to be cool or I try to be whatever mm-hmm. and I don't want people to like you know think I'm silly or unserious or whatever now I'm like that's all I want them to think about me uh, is you know I'm a creative madman um that's the goal anyway yeah i like it i have a comment on creativity let's i would love to hear okay i like your whiteboard slash instagram page because it's a juxtaposition of the tangible and intangible the reality-based labor intensive art piece on the whiteboard is captured instantly by your cell phone and duplicated to infinity on the walls of the most popular place that never existed Social media. Hmm. What does this all mean, David? So I'm, uh, I'm glad you bring it up. One of the, one of the actual art pieces of this, like maybe the actual art of the whiteboard, if anything is art about it, it's the fact that I erase it every day. It's ephemeral um, and it goes away. Uh, it doesn't last. It's not here like all of us. It's ephemeral. Um, and it adds a lot to the art itself and the fact that like, like you said, this labor intensive, uh, uh, art piece, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, yesterday's was like maybe like an hour 20. Uh, I've gotten better and I've gotten faster, but the more colors, the more intricate it can be. Like the, the one I was talking about before the gay pride flag, that was like four hours. Um, just, just to get to get everything filled correctly, to get the lettering to look the way I wanted to, 
Uh, I also get distracted too, you know. Just mm. uh, we all do. One of the so I started recording these time lapses of me drawing. Uh, my buddy Joe calls it red light fever. Like when I know I'm being recorded, like I stay focused. I say, yeah. I say, oh, wow, that sounded cool. I just stuck <laughs> in. Uh, I get stuck in while I know I'm being recorded. Yeah. Uh, so that helps. But um, the fact that I know I'm going to erase it, um, it gives me a sense of freedom that it can suck. It can be bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might not make sense. People might not like it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to erase it. And I also, what I like about it, I know sometimes there's time lapses in it and there's a and like you're involved but it's not it's not you it's the art you know like there's no YouTuber face like selfie with the thing or like I made a decision early on that um, at least for the first year I just wanted it to be the whiteboard Um, yeah and the fact like I'm in the time lapses like people can see who's drawing it now uh, because I wasn't doing that for a while Uh, it just kind of I did it once and it was like a pain in the ass and I didn't want to do it again. And then I realized like an easier, better way to do it. And then so I've been I've been doing them regularly, but now you know people know it's like you know well the reason I middle aged white up. guy uh, drawing these uh, <laughs> you know it's it's you know it could have been anybody, uh, but it's you know the and, reason uh, the reason I say that is yeah. because uh, when it's tied to labor and tied to reality, yeah. there's it's more legitimate if you ask me. There's this there's this thing that happens when it's like. Uh, your face filtered and like uh like captured as perfectly as possible after the umpteenth try Mm -hmm. and then you save that photo and that goes into the collage of best of the best photos of my face right that i go and i build this other version of myself right that i'm propping up for other people who also do the same thing when you tie it to reality like you do it changes the game completely Mm -hmm. your your feed is not as colorful as uh What's that? What's her last name? Charlie D'Amelio, the TikTok lady. Oh, uh, you know. Uh, she, I'll, I'll be honest, right? You don't know. That's uh, she's in another generation. I'm not even on that app, although people tell me I should be. But I know she's very famous on TikTok. Uh, I know. But you're that, not. You're not playing the same game. Well, I, but you I also, could argue she's well, dancing, so that's legitimate. But you're but, playing a different game. Yeah, I don't. Um, I I don't. I, I wish I could comment on her. I just don't know. Well, anything. I'm, it's an example okay. of like uh, something that's. Because I, I mean, it is kind of ephemeral as well. But what I'm trying to get at is like, there's like, it's it's much much less shallow when it's because it's obvious to me that you're not doing it for like because it's not about for me. girls, you know, like or, which is I mean, we can talk about that, <laughs> uh, Mike. But yeah, you know what I mean though. Right. Like there's 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 it's not a lot of posturing and it's not very like, um, you're not like shy about the creative decisions that you make, right? Uh, and it's not really like anything else that i've seen that was one of the things that uh there's there's a few early motivators and one uh i did a lot of searching on instagram for people who were doing similar stuff drawing Mm -hmm. whiteboards or anything like that i found a few there's um there's dry wipe erase perry's whiteboard paper stack sketches uh and this guy uh in princeton his name's david um oh cool yeah, I forget. I forget what his Instagram handle is. He's probably the best of us whiteboard artists in terms of like actually just making art. Like his stuff is out of this world. His ability to use color um, just blows me away. Uh, the stuff he can do with and he's just and he's using dry erase, not like me. I'm using liquid chalk, but we're going for different effects because he uses the he uses actually the brush strokes 
uh, to his advantage when he's doing art to make mm. you know texture and stuff. I'm just I'm not that kind of artist. He just is. Uh, but he's actually let me see if I can pull him up. But yeah, his stuff just. Um, is your fingerprint uh, thing in the middle of the screen? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. The Google phone I have. That's pretty cool. Oh, wait, I'm on the wrong account. Let's go to the. Yeah, because I really want to give him a shout out. It's funny you have a little. There's a little clan. Of uh, whiteboarded. That's right. Whiteboarded. His name is Whiteboarded on Instagram. Yeah, his stuff. His stuff is out of this world. Like he's. Oh. Like his ability to actually do art with dry erase is we're looking at a kermit the frog with beetles on his face yeah but like his like the way he uses color oh that's insane bagel. yeah um i mean like the way it's orange and blue and purple but somehow it's a guy falling on it yeah. like it's it's so good so it's this is the past tense of whiteboard yeah whiteboarded yeah you got whiteboarded uh yeah his name is also david he's a a fencer in uh in princeton in fact, one of his whiteboards was an homage uh, mm. to his fencing team. Just amazing work. That's really good. Yeah, it's yeah. His perspective, everything is proportion. You can see like the bodies in action, the tension. It's so good. Um, and it's just whiteboards, dry erase, and he erases it too. Um, oh, and he drew butter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> how good is that picture like the foil that's an awesome stick of butter yeah it's wow. so nice um so yeah so i when i started um i was looking for other whiteboard accounts and there are like i said there's other there's other guys who who will do whiteboard art but nobody's doing um a daily one no mm. one's doing it with motivational text art like i was mm. doing so I knew I was unique. There's, uh, I although I think the accounts that I'm most similar to are not the other whiteboard accounts. It's there's these uh, design accounts on Instagram that make posters essentially. They design posters, and a lot of them uh, they want to be designers and graphic designers. And so um, one of the reasons I started drawing the whiteboard, one that besides having a creative outlet, it's like I knew if I did it every day. I would just get better at it. Anything you do every day, you're just going to improve on. 100%. And so these, all these design accounts, um, they do what they call 365 challenges. Basically, it's what I'm doing. I didn't know that's what it was until I, like, I started independently um, mm -hmm. of knowing about these. But yeah, I started my account and I found very quickly, besides these uh, white other whiteboard accounts, these, these design accounts. And one I would definitely want to give a shout out the account name is Overset Text. Uh, he's run, it's run by a guy named Rom. Uh, I think he's from like somewhere in the Midwest, but he's uh, from the Philippines. And uh, when I when I first started following his account, he was living over there for like three months, and he just came back. Um, but he was doing a 365 challenge. He started two weeks before I did, so he just finished mm -hmm. his a week ago, and we've been chatting like what do you do after how do you feel like was it worth it you know we've been, <laughs> like I've, i have 10 more days ago like is it should, should i even finish <laughs> um no but uh yeah really um a lot of people do those challenges but they do it until they hit like ten thousand followers or something like that have you seen those uh i have um actually did you did you think about doing that no i didn't th no so when i first started i was like i hope by the time I get to a year, I get a thousand followers. I was yeah. I started under a hundred, because I had like a bunch of friends and family and a couple other like spam accounts or whatever following me. So mm -hmm. I was like close to a hundred when I started. I was like, I hope I get to a thousand. That'd be cool. And um, actually, 
early on, I was getting really great growth, uh, primarily because of the way I, I was explaining to you how I was marking my account. I was going on Instagram and I was liking a bunch of pictures and these people would see my account mm -hmm. after I liked them and then they would maybe you know like my stuff or even better follow it mm -hmm. like you did. And I was doing that a lot. Uh, to the point where Instagram got mad at me. Mm. And um, so in my mind, I have like, there's like the, the first half and the second half of the whiteboard project because the first half was like insane growth because I was not just going through the Asbury Park location tag. I was going through hashtag whiteboard, hashtag word art, hashtag motivational, you know, uh, whatever hashtags my, mm. my, uh, my whiteboard was related to that day. And I would, I would do the same thing. I'd go like, a, you know, a bunch of their pictures. And I was liking a lot of stuff. And Instagram's like, you're liking way too much stuff. We think that you're a bot account. Mm -hmm. We don't think you're actually like looking at these things and liking them. Even though it was me. Like with my hands and my phone. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't outsourcing. I wasn't doing this. But I was scrolling pretty quick. I was liking a lot of stuff. But like uh, all these, like I was talking about all these design accounts that I was looking up. All these word art accounts. A lot of them aren't even in English. Mm. A lot of stuff I would see in Spanish or in Hindi or something. And I was like, I don't like these because I don't even know what they say. So I'm like, I'm not okay, liking You're using some everything. discretion. Yeah, I'm not spamming, but I'm liking a lot of stuff. So my account got suspended. Really? After several um, slaps on the wrist. Yes. So I spent a week where I could um, only up. Wait, could I even upload? No, I could upload. Uh, and I could post to my story. But I couldn't like any anyone's stuff, and I couldn't comment on people's accounts. Wow. Uh, and but I could message. You so were like, on Instagram probation. Yeah, but only from liking and commenting, not mm. from posting. Then we're like, you're not you're not posting too much. It's fine. You can keep posting. Keep giving us <laughs> free content. That's great. Just keep posting. Wow. Uh, so um, the, my theory is, and I talked about this on my podcast as well, is that Instagram realized that people are growing their accounts for free and they um. weren't boosting their posts and spending advertising dollars to get people to see their accounts because i did that a couple of times just to try it out i gave them 20 bucks to see like oh, yeah. i wonder how far this will go and early on it sucked but then i did it i did it once and it like was really good uh well not really good it was good might i don't know if it was worth 20 bucks but it's definitely worth more than Five. the first time i did it um uh, and so that, and then not long after that is when I got my account suspended and I was like, oh man, these guys, they just want money. And it's like, I know, yeah. I know, but like, I'm literally just using your app. Like I'm going and liking stuff and I'm yeah. commenting, I'm following other people's accounts and sharing. It's not good enough, David. I would share, uh, I still do. I still share a lot, but I would share like 10 to 15 other accounts every day. We need you to boost that post. Yeah. We need, it's not good enough. That's it. <laughs> Show me the money. Where's the money, Lebowski? All right. We have a handful of questions left. All right. If you don't mind, I'm going to start turning the corner here. Okay. Uh, having the trait jack of all trades, uh, and we're going we're gonna to relate this to your computer programming days. Sure. Being a jack of all trades, is that a feature or a bug? Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like asking me how tall I am and saying, is it a feature or a bug? It's like, it's who I am. I can't really not be who I am, you know? Um, how tall are you? I'm six one. for the ladies. I know they all like, yeah, they yeah, do. Whatever. You know, <laughs> there, I saw a great meme where there was a girl 
um, you know, giving body positivity to another girl who is overweight. And then she looks at a guy who's 5'8". She's like, you need to dial one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but, um, oh, crap. Where were we? Having the trait uh, jack, the of, jack all of all traits. So it's just kind of like how my brain works. I get super interested in something. And I get, like, competent, knowledgeable enough to a point where I'm like, okay, I kind of understand this. Like, mm-hmm. at a fundamental level and, you know, maybe at a couple of First niches. principles a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I kind of get the I kind of get the gist of what's going on here, and the and the the mind is like, let's go find something else interesting to learn. Yeah, I'm actually kind of the same way. Yeah, I I said this to my friend the other day. Like I only get good enough at things to know how bad I am at them, mm. and then I plateau and switch switch gears. I would say, um, if I know I'm bad at something, you know, like most people, it's kind of hard for me to to stay in it, but. Um, I'm really, there's very few things that I'm interested in that I'm not like at least, that I don't get at least competent. Yeah, yeah. But somebody who, uh, I mean, you could think of an example of like, you don't know how bad you are at something until you like get good enough to run with the boys. So during the pandemic, um, I never played first person shooters before, but my buddies were playing Call of Duty Warzone and they're like, dude, you, you, it's like February, March, April. Like you can't leave the house anyway. You might as well play video games with us. So I was like, all right. Once in your life. Terrible. I'm so bad. And like I try to get good. Like I'm watching like how-to videos. I bought like a better controller. Oh, I'm really? With the settings. I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing all hours without the boys. Wow. Like trying to sharpen up so that when we actually game together, I'm like competent. And no, I'm just dragging. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I die. I have no idea why. There's so much to. I mean, yeah. people have been playing all their lives yeah. since they were five. Like there's so much yeah, to. I try to pick. I try to pick up first-person shooter games at 40. It's not the, <laughs> not the optimal time That's to so do that. Funny. Yeah, but uh, but I I was really doing it just kind of like hang out with my friends Mm -hmm. even if it was just virtually a friend of mine that i have here who uh we surf with his kids started surfing at 16 and he was like 50 or something Mm -hmm. like that and now they've graduated college and he just does it by himself all the time yeah he started at like 50 it's so cool nice but um i mean i feel like being a jack of all trades or at least like knowledgeable in the broad spectrum of things uh what is it you can either have broad knowledge or deep knowledge that's the choice so you can either you know you can take one road and go walk way down the end of it or you can walk you know a little bit down every road and i'm probably closer to that but you see similarities between things when you when you deep dive into just one thing forever you get tunnel vision and you you know everything about this thing but there's so many insights that you can gain from other areas. Uh, I mean, if it's sport or knowledge or art or, you know, uh, with this job or that job that, you know, everything I've ever done, I've learned something from that right. I'm going to use in the next job I have, you know. And I could make the argument that you being a jack of all trades versus a, let's say somebody who's only a computer programmer, you two are both being trained for a job that's not related to computer programming, right? And so... Since you your skill is picking up skills, you being a trainee might be more effective than somebody whose skill is a skill well, that's not related. I'll say this. So when 
I, I, when I was a computer programmer, it was right out of high school. I always loved computers growing up, and I was like, I think I'm going to do this like for a career. And I got a job when I was 18, didn't even go to college. I knew like a friend of a friend that uh, they brought me in. They, the, the tech guy in the back room asked me a bunch of questions. He's like, yeah, this guy knows what he's talking about. Uh, and I got to start working there. And uh, with zero experience. And so when I was computer programming, the company I was working for made this software that was supposed to help salespeople track and share their leads and at the time i had no fucking clue what that meant i didn't know what a lead was or why it was important or like anything like this but my boss is like there's one salesperson they have a lead and they and the other person is going to need that lead and i'm like i don't even know what a lead is or why <laughs> like and so like i'm trying to design the system around people who have no idea like yeah. around something i have no <clears throat> idea what they're doing they're like trying to give me they're trying to explain it to me but like i've never had a sales job and i don't you know so i don't know what leads are and i don't know how important they are or like how they work or like who gets what um subsequently for about three or four about three years uh in my late 30s i worked a corporate sales job and i was you know was calling up ibm and north uh and lockheed martin and in northrop grumman and trying to get them to come sponsor my events and I also knew what a lead was and now I know how important those things. So like the fact that I've done a ton of different stuff in my life. Um, and you know how to talk to the support guys when you call them. Well, I mean, yeah, it helps. Uh, yeah. It helps to just to be tech knowledgeable. It's so cool. I think people appreciate that. Like uh, when you can speak their language, it's like you being a sales guy, this right. is kind of something that like it's specific, but I've done it before where like you are on the business side of something and right. you have to call somebody who's like a technician Yeah. and in a nicer way, you're like, Hey, just so you know, like you can talk like technical to me. Like I know what you're saying. Sure. And you can get right to it. Uh, they don't have yeah, to baby you. Yeah. You. You, you need to have, so, um, uh, my cousin Eric does high level, uh, enterprise, um, tech sales and he's great with people and organizing and making things happen. But again, he's not the tech guy. So he always has a sales engineer, um, on the on on his on his calls with him, uh, who does know all those answers and, mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So um, I mean that that would probably be maybe I don't know something I'd be you know more better uh, a fit for than actually being the sales guy being the yeah the answers guy being the guy that the sales guy talks to yeah um, you know in another life who knows who knows what he'll do but uh, but yeah I think I think doing a lot of different things gives you a lot of different perspective you mm -hmm. you meet people in different avenues who think differently um let me ask you this yeah uh what do you want to be when you grow up happy hopefully uh i mean that's <laughs> <laughs> what what job what what labor do i want to perform i don't want to perform labor uh ideally <laughs> ideally uh i don't you know i uh, uh dream come true is uh i get to do art and you know people pay me to do it in one form or another either they buy stuff that i make or they commission me to do art for them or they just pay me to you know patreon style just mm -hmm. just keep doing whatever you're doing and we'll keep giving you money like you know that's the end all be all like i don't want to have to like show up a bunch of clock and wear a uniform but you know um i don't know like a lot of people also think like what do you want to do with your life um, in terms of like, not just the job, but like what you want to have, what effect do you want to have on the world through that job? And I think that's cool, but like, I don't think you need to have an effect on the world through a job. Um, yeah, you yeah. shouldn't have, uh, people 
would say that you don't really have to tie your personality so closely to your occupation. Your yeah, your identity, uh, not so much yeah. your personality, yeah, but your, your identity. identity. Yeah. Um, yeah, like how you make money and how you pay the rent is not who you are, and it's not what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like just being a good person with your friends and family is much more important than however much money you make. Like, um, you know, how how you treat people that are lesser than you. Uh, or even better, not even seeing people as lesser than you, just people, you know, that's why I've been, I've been a boss and a manager in a bunch of different roles before and people like working for me because I don't treat them like they're below me. Mm. Um, I think that's, that's, that's what I want is just to treat people well and have them treat me well. What do I want to do with my life? Yeah. What do I want to do next? How do I make money? I don't know. Uh, if anyone's listening to this podcast, you got a job. Find me on that whiteboard on Instagram. Let me know about it, and I might do it for you. You know. How's the coffee? How's the coffee? Uh, I'll be honest. I know if you didn't tell me that there was uh, mushrooms, etc., in this coffee, wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I've been super chatty, although <laughs> you know that might be you and. Contrasted it's me, by it's my me quiet the coffee. Self. I went and ran eight miles this morning too, so like my endorphins mm. are just you know skyrocketing. Didn't right mean now. to ask you about that. So you are a runner. So um, I'm tr- becoming one. Um, I've 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 never. You have a running watch on. Well, I do have a running watch on. That's where. I, that's, that's nice. That's what how is becoming that? a runner I am. Um, so I never like ran in high school. I didn't do track or cross country or anything like that. I played baseball mostly. Um, but then after you know college and everything, I didn't. I didn't, I would run here and there. Like I would go on like these three or four month stretches where I'd start to run, but I would never really take mm-hmm. it serious. Like I, I, you know, I have like running shirts and, and shorts and running, you know, running shoes. Like I would buy running gear. So it wasn't like, you know, running in like basketball shorts and a t-shirt or something like I had mm-hmm. decent stuff. So like I was taking it mildly seriously, but, um, didn't have like an end goal in mind and just was kind of like, I'm running right now in very fair weather. <laughs> As soon as the weather would turn, uh, or I would uh, have a bad day or whatever, I would just quit. So, like, I, w- I went through probably, like, four or five different running spurts in my life. Maybe the longest one being almost a year, but not even. And so, um, uh, my cousin Eric just did – he did a half Ironman last year. Really, really impressive. Um, and uh, he's married to uh, a woman, uh, Carly. Her parents are running coaches, at the high school that they're at. And so running is like in her family, except her brother, Kevin never ran growing up. Um, but he had this severe knee injury and the doctor was like, well, it's a good thing you don't run because you're probably never going to run again. And Kevin was like, what did you say? You say I'm never going to be able to run. Wow. Watch me now. Oh, no and, way. And um, never ran his life. And all of a sudden now he's a burner. And, uh, I love Kevin. He, he and I are, are, are good buddies. Uh, but I try to treat him like my little brother. Like I tease him all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I treat him like my little brother because he's very little. He's like 5'7". <laughs> he's, like, he's a little guy. So I get to, you know. Body get, negative. He's, I'm body negative. <laughs> he's married to a beautiful wife. So he does not need, uh, he does not need me to uh, talk about how tall he is. But um, – I realized I was, he, like he started posting some of his runs on social media and I was like, listen, I cannot, I cannot let this tiny little midget oh, man. farther or faster than me. And so, uh, I texted him that and I said, listen, I'm going to use you for motivation. Uh, every day I put po- every day I run, I'm going to post about, I'll post it on Instagram. I'm going to 
insult you. <laughs> I'm gonna insult you every day. So every day as a reward oh, for finishing my as run. As a reward. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna insult you. He's like, I love it. I love it. And so they're all like, they're they're That's silly and funny. they're kind hearted. Like today, I said, uh, uh, I posted. Kevin still says Paschetti. <laughs> um, and yesterday, yeah, you know, a lot of stuff like That's funny. he doesn't brush his teeth or like, <laughs> like just silly stuff. I'm not like, as a reward for finishing yeah, the run. So I'm gonna yeah, insult you. So. Um, <laughs> That was almost a year ago. I haven't been running for a year. I think I started in last August, but I ran. Uh, I ran really, you know, really regularly. I got into it, and it just started to feel really good. And it's one of those things like it really sucks when you first start. Yeah, it sucks so bad. But once like you break through like a plateau, it feels so good. It feels great. Not just and, and, and not just like over the course of a few months. Like yes. That definitely helps. Like once you start running and running regularly, you start looking forward to it. Um, yeah. And it becomes like a re- it becomes a reward instead of like I have mm. to do this. It becomes I get to do this. Yeah. But uh, it, within the run itself, when I for like every run I go out like because I don't warm up too much. Uh, I definitely stretch and stuff afterwards, but I don't warm up too much. I just kind of go out easy and. Um, a lot of running blogs and if anyone's listening to me who's running, they're like, "Oh my god, you don't warm up." It's like, yeah, I just go out and I run slow at first, and that's my mm-hmm. warm up. Like, I'm not competing. Uh, like, so yeah. one of the things I've done. I mean, if you were doing anything else, you would warm up with a jock. Sure. But one of the things that I'm, um, uh, that's kind of gotten me motivated to keep running is I've been signing up for races. Mm. So I, I ran uh, last October the four mile, uh, it's called Trick or Trot. It was on Halloween in deal so it was at deal casino and um a lot of people including myself were in costumes i dressed as the flash so I, you know the skin tight suits i ran as the flash in a skin tight suit ran four miles um i did that uh the, and then i signed up for the the lobster 5k on the boardwalk from lobster Langosta. 5k yeah we got we uh if you paid a little extra you got a lobster roll after you finished running mm. it was worth it there's uh, a 5k in seagirt uh on saturday I did not sign up for the Seagirt 5K. I, uh, I I just did the Avon 5K mm. two weeks ago. You really don't want to race more than every other month or so. Um, uh, it's too stressful on your body. You need time. Like, you should be training. Training should be easy on your body so you can keep training and keep growing. Racing, you need to, like, exert yourself and, like, put it all out there, and you need time to recover after that. Mm. So if you're – yeah, so I'm – oh, I have a lot to talk about running. But um, – that's cool. You had you that I didn't know that you were so into that. Yeah. So it's I've gotten I've gotten to the point again inspired by my cousin Eric doing these Ironmans and um and my buddy Kevin, um you know being a play around with him every day when I go for a run, but it's turned it's turned into the opposite where like I I was motivated by these guys and then now it turns out like a lot of people message me about like they're they're motivated by seeing me run. They're like, all right, Dave, he went out for a run again. I don't have any excuses, right? I'm also like one of the, I'm on the older end of like my friends group, mm-hmm. so like I'm I'm friends with people like forty like earlier thirties and stuff like and I'm like the old guy I'm mm-hmm. forty two, so I'm like it's if Dave can go out for, you know go out and yeah. do ten miles like then I have no excuse, uh, even though I'm not the old guy at least I don't feel like the old guy yet but no you seem pretty healthy, uh I do I try to do yoga every day. And Sweet. I and I'm up to I'm up to 40 miles a week. I should be able to log 40 miles this week running. Wow. The goal is to get. Uh, I'm definitely gonna do sign up for a half marathon. I'd like maybe in the in the fall, 
do that, and then maybe think about a marathon early spring um, just to do it. Wow. You know? You're, you, you like to push yourself a lot. So, yeah, my buddy, uh, I was telling you about my bike uh, that I parked in your shed. My buddy Joe went on this crazy bike ride. It was across three days, went with a bunch of psychopaths. It was, uh, it was over 250 miles from Cumberland, Maryland to Washington, D.C. And I was like, man, that sounds cool. He's like, yeah, it was. Buy a bike and do it with me. I was like, all right. So next week, <laughs> bought a bike, showed up a couple weeks later. We put it together. But that was in the middle of the winter, so we couldn't go for a ride. And then he's like, all right. First week in April, we are going to the Empire State Trail. We're taking a Amtrak up to Albany, and we're going to ride home. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds great. Uh, were you going downhill the whole time? Uh, well, I mean, technically, if you think about it. But you're also... We're going from not at sea level uh, in Albany down to sea level. We Actually, we finished in New York City. So we went down to... We finished at the end of Manhattan Battery Park. So wow. like sea level so obviously we went we went from higher to lower so i bought the bike and i'm like training i'm going out on like 10 15 mile bike rides and i was like yeah i think i'm getting there <laughs> what was it like the first time you rode it well oh, the, isn't the, it fascinating how fast you can go they are, these bicycles are so fast so i have a high I, it's it's a hybrid bike so they call it a gravel bike uh it has a wider fork and frame which means it weighs a little more than a road bike but it can accommodate uh chunkier tires yeah so uh the tires i have on it now are are slick down the middle but they have some knobs on the end but if if we were going to go on like a trail ride i could swap out the tires Hmm. and still ride this doesn't have shocks like a like a good mountain bike or trail bike has but um the benefit is i don't have to buy another bike yeah which i don't have the space or honestly the money to do that um I, i spent a lot of money on one decent bike that I can use for everything. But uh, yeah, so we went on this, we, we wrote, we took the train up to Albany and you the, and your bike of all trades. Yeah. My, I have a bike of all trades. <laughs> Look at that. It all comes back together. Yeah. <clears throat> so we get on the road and he's like, yep, 80 miles ago. I'm like, all right, 80 miles. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, fake it till you make it. So we went, we got, we got through our first 25 mile clip. I'm like, you know what? I feel pretty good. And then um, uh, we, we stopped again after another 25 miles to get lunch. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get hungry and feeling it. And this is brutal. And this then, is one day you did 50. The, la- the first day we did 80 miles. The, so the last leg was, it was the 30 mile leg. It was the longest leg that we did for the day. And we had to go over this bridge, uh, across the Hudson river. Uh, that's it, one, it's like straight up and down. And two, you have to go on the, uh, the shoulder, the shoulders barely wide enough. For, like it's my shoulders, like they call a shoulder. It's like as wide as I am. And there's um, there's a drainage grate every like eighth of a mile uh, that you have to either go over or weave into traffic to not hit it. And so I was exhausted and cursing and yelling. <laughs> and uh, my but like I said, my buddy Joe's a psychopath. He's already done a bunch of shit like this, so his his wow. physique and cardio is ready for it. Mine wasn't. I mean, I pushed myself and I got through it, but I cried a lot. Uh, it was I was like fuck. Girl. <laughs> um, but I got through it, and so yeah. Ever, ever since then, ever since that trip where like I pushed myself for three days for like eight hours a day of just brutal bike riding. Wow. Uh, I was like, if I can do that, if I can finish that, like, you know, there's probably nothing that's I can't cool. physically will myself to do. Like it hurt. It hurt yeah, a lot, that's well. That's um. Have you ever heard of a masogi? You're telling me about it. Yes. So it's uh once a year. Uh, to the exclusion of gaining uh, social currency for it. So yes. you don't post about it on Instagram. You don't tell people okay. like explicitly. You uh, do something that has a 50% chance of uh, success. 
you have to do it outside and it has to be a shared experience with your friends. Uh, so this is exactly what you were describing oh, to me. Yeah. And so let me finish real quick. Um, you do it to uh, fill up your magazine of like, this is really how far I can go. Yeah. I can really go this far. So everything for the rest of the year is easy. I like that idea. They talk about how like when your body tells you um, it's done, it's really only at like 40%. Mm -hmm. Your body really doesn't want to be taxed. And it's telling you don't tax this because it's used... Your body evolved in an environment where like calories were important. And like, you know, if you exert yourself too much, you might run out of fucking calories and yeah. die. It's not good. So your body's like, don't tax me. Uh, and it sends all of your brain all these signals like stop, stop, stop. Yeah. Uh, but really. But our tolerance for those stop signals are just so low. Yeah. If you can just push through them, you can actually just keep going. Yeah. You can just keep going. That's And that's what I learned on this bike ride is like. Yeah. The, you, you, my hands, my hands hurt so oh, much. Oh, man. My my neck from holding up my neck on this bike ride hurt so much. Like, like couldn't move on the, on the train ride home at the, on the way on, at the end, once we finally finished, I couldn't, I had to like turn my torso, yeah. turn my head to look left and right. That's insane. But I was like, you know what? If I just keep pedaling, I'm going to finish. Yeah. And it's funny, like, uh, the way that you get to the 50%, uh, success yeah, margin is successes. Well, it's, you just like ask yourself questions. Like, so I'll, I'll answer quickly. I'll do it right now. Okay. Could you bike 10 miles? Yeah. Could you bike 20 miles? Yeah. This is me asking you before the 80-mile thing, mm -hmm. right? And so maybe I ask you, could you bike? So uh, I, I did 20 before I left. Right. And then so you're like, it yes, 100%. Thin. Yeah. Could you bike 50? Mm, probably. Probably, Could yeah. you bike 80? Based on my running. Oh. You know what I mean? So yeah. once you get to that, ooh, ooh, I don't know, go a little bit farther and then do What's that. What's also funny, too, is before I actually went on it, I... I anticipated problems I didn't have and had problems I didn't anticipate. Yeah. So I thought like my legs are going to be like crushing me. And my buddy Joe's telling me like, you got to keep eating the whole time. And like, I did a little bit, but like, I didn't like, I wasn't like starving like he was. Um, but like the things like my hands and my neck, yeah. like, I didn't anticipate those things. So did like, did you have a backpack on? No, we had uh, bags mounted on our bikes. side saddles. Yeah, so I had a I had a I had a bag on the handlebars, and that had um, all my like non clothes, and then I had a big bag attached to my seat uh, seat post on the back side, and that had all my clothes in it um, for three days. But so it wasn't a lot. It was like basically a pair of jeans and a sweatshirt to go out at night, so we could go eat dinner and not look like dirty bicyclists, mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, not too much else. Just keep that light. Where you know yeah. everything you everything you bring with you got to carry. But yeah, if you had asked me before I went, I might have said no for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I might be like, no, I don't know if I can do that. Like my legs were fine. Huh. Like I was pushing. My legs didn't feel bad. I mean, like they felt tired, but they were not my limiter. Yeah. And what my legs weren't telling me to stop it was my hands, and my neck. So um, yeah, the things that you think are going to stop you end up, you know, being fine. Mm -hmm. And you. You know, so it's you always have to be ready for the, uh, you know, anticipate the unanticipated because it's going to happen. I have some closing questions for you that I ask everybody. Oh, I love this. Okay. Who else should I have on this podcast? Who else should I have on this podcast? So uh, there's a guy who lives over in um, uh, in Ocean Grove. Uh, his name's Matt. He runs the local punk scene. I want to say, or ska scene, he might even say. I wouldn't say he runs it, but he's a big part of it. And uh, his Instagram is gravmasterhash. 
And okay. <laughs> he is uh, a really entertaining wild dude. Do you think I have energy? Man, this guy is, uh, he has a lot to say all the time about things that you don't even think about. I'm uh, frightened. Yeah. Uh, so he'd be pretty wild. Um, uh, in terms of, um, do, have you, do you interview like local surfers or stuff like that? That's a pretty cool idea. Bands. I'd like to. I haven't yeah. put a lot of musicians in here yet. Yeah. So uh, I would. I, I would say. I mean. The point of this question yeah. is to have an unending chain of podcasts. Oh. You know what I mean. Yeah, I see. So. Uh, so the, Well, then you also have multiple streams too. Exactly. Yeah. So the goal of this question. Yeah. Is for you to mention somebody that who you, would you actually have on. that you would actually tell to them, hey, this guy wants you on. I don't know him well enough to be like, but I'm like, hey, I was just on this podcast and they interviewed me because he was, um, the reason that he may say yes to it is he was uh, on the boardwalk when Monmouth County Memes, uh, another really great Instagram account, uh, was interviewing people and he did an interview with them uh, that seemed to go on pretty long and he was, and they were asking, it was like, does Central Jersey exist and like just basic yeah. stuff like that, so uh the fact that he did that if you reached out to him you know check out his stuff see if you like him uh and you like what he has to say and uh you know hit him up and he might he might say yes yeah but he was on monmouth county memes so we didn't we didn't get a chance to do it but uh a lot of these podcasts we talk shit about america so i like to end it on a positive note as you do as well okay what is your favorite part about america my favorite part about america the fact that we can travel so freely around the country and uh i mean in terms of the same size land mass in most any other part of the world there's a lot of different borders that you can't cross a lot of hoops to jump through yeah you got to show papers and stuff and even the european union is getting like you know they're getting more racist now so they're like they don't want you know outsiders coming in so i mean it's still easier to travel across borders in europe than it ever has been but it's still like it's getting worse um and then the rest of the world is like gestapo like hmm. china russia get it yeah um yeah i would say that the fact that uh the fact that we can travel so freely is probably my favorite part about america speaking of traveling where do you think we go when we die hmm i mean i don't think we go anywhere um i think we're all a dream and i think it's, you know you start a dream and a dream ends and uh we've been fortunate that somebody dreamed us up and maybe one day we'll dream somebody else up but you know one day a dream ends and uh it you know that doesn't make make it bad but uh you know it's just like the whiteboard they every every whiteboard gets erased so uh you know you're here to write a story you're here to live a story. Everybody lives a story. Everybody tells themselves a story, and they're and they're living out that story. A lot of people don't know that they are living out a story. A lot of people just live through life. But uh, this great book I read asks asks people that they say, "What myth? What is your myth? What do you believe in?" People are like, oh, "I don't have a myth. What you're talking about. I don't believe myths. I'm a rational, scientific man." But everybody everybody has a myth uh, that they believe, whether it's you know. Your, your how much you self worth 
how much self-worth you have or your identity, uh, who your friends are. These are things you tell yourself when you wake up every morning. It's a story you're telling, so you keep living out that story. So, uh, yeah, I don't think you go anywhere. I think, I think we're all right here. Um, I mean, we're in heaven and we're in hell, so uh, you just get to... You get to Every, everyone lives out there uh, they're they're part of the universe everybody is like their piece of everyone's a little piece of god and uh you know we're we're, we're pretending to be human <laughs> what is the meaning of life the David? meaning of life the meaning of life is how you it, it's self-definition uh again like i said everyone gives himself a story so some people say like there's god and god defines what the meaning is and that's your story and some people say like i'm i'm here to you know uh do the best i can uh either to make the world a better place or just to be a nice guy or to do great things to make nice stuff uh you define your own life that's the hardest part about life is that you have to define it yourself and I like this cute little pooch here <laughs> Yeah, so I think for a long, for a long, 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 long time, I think most people grew up like in a little society or group or tribe, and that that was that was the meaning of life is to be part of that tribe, and it was like, you know, just live, just live and love and find food and make babies and stay alive. And now, like, we don't have that anymore, and so we're like, well, what is the meaning of life? I don't know. To like, go work for a corporation and get a pension or, you know, make sure my 401k is doing well so I can retire to that place with a boat. Like everyone's making up their own story. Uh, everyone makes up their, their own reality. So your reality might be to be a, a loving mother and a good sister and a good member of the community, or you might be to be the fucking craziest punk rock guy in the craziest punk rock town in New Jersey. But that's, you know, if there was only one meaning to life, that'd be boring. So, we, we all make up our own meaning and it's, and it, but that's your responsibility too. It's, that's the hardest part is you're responsible for making up your own meaning and you can get a lot from your parents and your friends and the society you live in. But ultimately it's you, it's you saying, all right, here it is. This is the meaning of life. This is what I'm going to do with my life. This is how I give my life meaning. Well, you're, you just picked up Roxy and she's on your lap now. You're giving her a lot of a lot of meaning. Yeah, she's digging it. She really appreciates she, it. Yeah, she put her paws up on me. She's like, I want to be up there. <laughs> like, okay, you can come up. Thank you so much, David. You did a really good job. Hey, Riley, thanks for having me on. This is a blast. I appreciate it.